Vanessa Portillo, Executive Director of Garden Farms Foundation. Hey guys, this is Chef Fury from Partage. Hi, I'm John Arena from Metro Pizza, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Buenos dias, Louis. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, bien. ¿Y tú? Bien, bien. We are speaking in Spanish because we're actually talking about tortillas today. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. Heirloom nixtamalized corn tortillas. It sounds like a mouthful. Very delicious. It's an ancient tradition, Mexican tradition. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. And we're going to learn about this because these are nothing like the kind of tortillas you can buy in a store right now. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Chef Mariana from Mas Azul. And for pandemic provisions today, we are talking about traditional Mexican food that you eat while you're in Mexico. And I'm going to start real quick. I'm going to talk about molcajete. Molcajete is an actual mortar and pestle, uh, but also it's also the name of the dish, molcajete mixto. Super delicious to have in Mexico. Uh, usually has some sort of carne in it, like a carne asada or chicken, something like that. Almost always has nopales, which is cactus. I love cactus. It's so delicious. A cactus taco is delicious. Uh, also has some sort of Mexican cheese, like a queso fresco, a panela. Uh, it's melted inside there, inside the lava stone. It has some sort of seafood usually, especially when you're on the beach in Mexico. And that's how I like to eat it. I like to have it on the beach in Mexico in that beautiful uh Molcajete lava stone that's been heated over open fire. So it's got that charred scent wafting. Uh, It's got the melted cheese in it, some delicious, usually kind of spicy salsa inside it. You take your tortilla, you eat it together, family style. You take it, you put some of that meat, some of that cheese, some of that salsa deliciousness into your tortilla, fold it up and eat it right on the beach with a cerveza. Ow. The best. What a way to go, dude. Yeah. So, Louie, what's your thing in Mexico? My thing in Mexico is something I had in Cabo, and it was this finely shredded meat I had with my eggs in the morning, like recovery food from party. Anyway, it's called machaca. Machaca. The M's. The M's. <laughs> machaca. I can't get that right. Anyway, it's, uh, it's also known as carne seca, which is dried beef. They air dry this as a means of, like, preservation in the northern parts of Mexico, Nuevo León um, specifically. Um, so prior to refrigeration, they they had to find a way to, to preserve this meat. So the result is this like sun and air dried beef. And it's it's pretty awesome in eggs, you can have it in flautas, you can have it in, in uh, taquitos, and of course with your tortillas. We are going to be talking right now to Chef Mariana of Mas Azul, and nothing hits the spot for me like a fresh tortilla that comes right off the comal. Yeah. A little bit of salt, a little bit of butter, or just plain. It's super delicious. Let's talk about it right now. Buenos dias. We are talking today to Chef Mariana Alvarado of Mas Azul, and she is trying to change how we think about 
and eat tortillas. Uh, we're so excited to have you. How are you, Mariana? Very, very good. Very excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're very excited because you're going to talk to us about heirloom corn, nixtamalized tortillas. Correct. Uh, what we want to know about that is let's go ahead and break it down for everyone because it sounds complicated, but I don't think it's super complicated. Just the name sounds complicated. So first, what's the difference between heirloom corn and what most of us are eating? Okay, so heirloom corn, um, it all started 9,000 years ago. Mm. Uh, there is a grandfather of corn, which, which is called Teosintle. Teosintle is a different plant that uh, was used to actually pop the kernels. And so it all started with popcorn. And yeah. <laughs> oh, it, there, popcorn? Yeah. 9,000 years ago? <laughs> yep. Popcorn. Wow. Put it on a hot, like under fire, and they were, those those kernels will stop, start popping, and they found yeah. them delicious. They didn't know that it was actually very healthy as well. So um, the process was just to select the plants that had more kernels, and with the years, we have what we uh, see now as corn, which has, you know, it's a, it's a taller plant with two or three ears mm-hmm. um, and with like uh, hundreds of uh, corn kernels before it had less. So this is just the evolution of corn itself. And what we have now as heirloom corn is exactly that. A corn that has been cultivated throughout the years without, it's just with interaction with humans. You know, corn needs us. We need to put the seeds on the dirt and and make sure they are all together and pollinization happens and it's all natural. Um, Now, there's different types of colors for corn and it all depends on the, obviously on the climate the terra, you know, the amount of water. And all throughout Mexico, you can find 60 different types of corns with thousands of varieties. So one simple, let's call it race. So 60 races, right? We have 60 races and then we have all those varieties that makes up like 6,000 more. So it is amazing wow. the, the, the diversity that we have with corn in every single type has different amounts of starch. So some of them are more for popcorn. Some of them are more for like pozole. Uh, uh-huh. Some of them are better for tamales and some of them are better for tortillas. So knowing all of that as a chef, it's very important. So you can explore, you know, the many possibilities on how to fry some tortilla and make it super crispy, whether you want it maybe chewer in the inside or you want a super fluffy tamal. So it is a lot of stuff that we have to study in order to get there. Um, now the tortillas that we're eating now, and um, they, they come from hybrid or GMO corn. This corn has been modified in a lab for them to have uh, very few needs when it comes to water. Um, there is no, you know, they're resistant to pests, um, to any type of climate, and then they all grow equally. You will see the fields, and then when you see the corn plants being all at the same level, then that means, you know, they have been modified for, for, for the producers to make sure they have a certain amount of crops throughout the year, wow. right? And so uh, what, how this happens is that 
they select the best plants from heirloom corn. And then in the lab, they say, okay, from this corn, we want, we want it to be just yellow and we want this amount of starch and we want this amount of sugar. And they select, select, select. So it becomes like a Nazi corn <laughs> where only the blondes stay. And then oh, we, I love know, that analogy. Right? Yeah. This is exactly what's happening. So they they're like soldiers. Them. Yeah, just the soldiers. There's the blonde, tall, strong. But then in that process, we're losing all the other genetic information that makes them tasty, that gives them antioxidants, that gives us all those beautiful nutrients that we actually need. And so we're eating that corn that then it's processed. It's already crappy, you know, to start with. And then yeah. they, they process it. Yeah. And they process it in a way that they take away those little few good things, like the fiber, and they sell it for the cows. Okay, we're going to give the fiber to the cows, and then we get this um, uh, corn that they just grind it and make it into a flour. And in order for it to be like a tortilla, then they put all these additives to mimic what a good tortilla will be. And that's where we're mm. eating. Sometimes they bleach it. That is why sometimes, you know, you get that smell when you open a tortilla bag. Yes. And yes. it's like, mm, funky. It's not and flavorful. It's like, yeah. No, it's yeah. not. You just don't want to eat that. And yeah. I have heard many people saying, I don't eat tortillas because they smell funny. And, and they just assume this is how it's supposed to be. Right. So yeah. it, it became from a beautiful product. Now we're eating and everybody, not just don't feel bad because, you know, I don't want to be anybody to feel like, oh my goodness, what have I been doing? Um, It is just an industrialized product that that is being produced in such an extent that we don't have access to the real deal. Have you seen those baby corns that they use in Asian cuisine? Okay, so that's the baby corn. When it starts to grow, then they get out and then you can eat the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nice and tender, right? Tender, very juicy. Okay, that's the first stage. Then, second stage is you let it grow a little bit more, and then you get your corn on the cob. You right. can grill it. You can, you know, use the kernels and cook it. If you co- if you continue to leave the corn on the plant, oh. there the plant will start to die and dry. It's still on the dirt. No, you don't do anything yeah. to it. You just leave it for three months. Then you got your maize, which is the 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 dry corn wow that dry yeah it is one plant is just giving us a lot of stuff so um that letting it breathe you're letting it live you're letting it have its life yes and we collect those dry kernels that dry dry corn and then the kernels pop really easily because it's already kind of dry yeah. Then we let it, we clean that. We let it dry for a couple of months, more months, like two months. And then you're ready to rehydrate those and then create nixtamalized masa. How we do that. Yeah, let's talk a little day. bit more about that. Because yeah, before yeah I... nixtamalization is actually a, one of the biggest culinary wonders, in my opinion, because um, it it happened as an accident. I, I, I am from that school that that I believe that it happened uh, as an accident. So we cook with wood. So ashes Mm -hmm. are alkaline. They were probably trying to rehydrate that corn. And then some of the wood ashes came in contact with the water. And then they realized that it actually softened it 
much better. It got, you know, tastier. And, mm. and then when they ground it, after getting in contact with the alkalinity, alkalinity from the ashes, then um, the masa was more pliable. And they're like, yes, let's just add ashes. So now there's people who still do that. They still right. do ashes, but it's hard to get good ashes that never have been in contact with oils and, you know, yeah. other other stuff. So, Contaminants, basically. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah, right. Right. You don't want that. And yeah. so another alkaline solution will be calcium hydroxide, which is found in rocks, let's say. Right. Like, there's special mountains. That those rocks, they just, like, chop them, uh, put them in an oven really, really hot, and they become they become uh, calcium hydroxide. Then they, we get the, that powder, and then you add that powder to your water, you have your alkalinity. Uh, every corn, depending on how hard it is, how much starch they have, they cook at different times between 20 minutes all the way to an hour. So you need oh. to do it. Yeah. Uh, then you leave it 12 hours to 14 hours to soak all of that. The outer skin gets the attach. That outer skin, it's all that fiber that we will not be able to process without the alkalinity. Then we wake up flavors, aromas that, you know, this corn is being like dead pretty much. Mm -hmm. We wake up all of that. We add calcium and then the antioxidants are like, yeah, I'm here. And that's what we're, (laughs) then we rinse a little bit of that water. We grind it and you have your fresh masa ready to do tostadas, um, layudas, tamales, tortillas, sopes, tetelas, just everything you can imagine. Atoles, have you heard about atoles? So we no. use sometimes masa to make a drink that is uh-huh. sweet. Oh. And we put cinnamon and then it's like a thick drink and then it's just perfect for the winter. Moles, we have thick, we thicken moles with masa as well. Yeah. Um, it's just, you have a beautiful product just to work like pretty much about the variety of things in, yeah. in, yes in the culinary okay. world we just go crazy when you have fresh masa yeah dime talk to me about why it's healthier okay so yeah so the fiber is my number one thing all the fiber in the tortillas that have been processed is it's ripped it's gone um and number two calcium so uh, pre-Hispanics, they before the Spaniards came to America or to Mexico per se, um, we did not have cows, so we didn't drink milk. We don't have uh, cheese consumption. Um, so where did we get all that calcium from? It was from the tortillas, um, the ashes, or the calcium hydroxide. Oh, it's forty percent of our daily consumption, and forty percent is pretty good. Yeah, it's very um, then good. You, then we add the beans, and then uh, you get your pumpkins and other vegetables. We ate a lot of mushrooms. We ate a lot of uh, fish, and that was our diet. I mean, these empires were built on corn. We that was our main fuel. Then sometimes um, I talk about roasting the dry corn. And then I grind it. Then we make a drink out of it. There is these long distance runners that they run without shoes and they win against athletes in the Olympics because they fuel their bodies with complex kind of carbohydrates that come from those, um, from the kernel, from those corns that are absolutely 
they stay with you. And then the antioxidants from the blue corn, then they help you recover your muscles after those long runs. So it is just uh, You're speaking about panole, right? Pinole, exactly, yeah. pinole. So it, it is a superfood. The corn processed correctly, it is superfood that we have not even wow. explored or talked about fairly enough. All this talk, all this talk, how, how am I even going to go to the grocery store and get like corn now? You shouldn't. Like, huh. <laughs> or like, it's what Mariana's saying, right? <laughs> I know. Or like get like, um, like um, corn flour out of, out of a bag, you know? That's yeah. the same thing. It is the same thing that we talked about how they make the tortillas. Actually, for example, a lot of people say, hey, we make our, our tortillas for our taco. They're buying the big bags of maseca, yeah. Yeah, which maseca. is the processed uh, corn, corn flour, flour yeah. that has all those additives and you just add water. That is a big no-no. But they're telling you. Um, because yeah. they made it. Yes, because we made the masa, but it's right. and uh, it is pretty tough, and it's not just here. We're dealing with this in Mexico. I'm part of the Tortilla Foundation. I help them also spread the word now here in the United States because I'm here. Um, but um, there's no law, for example, that tells you, "Hey, you can't um, add any artificial coloring to tortilla and call it blue tortilla." Because they will tell you. I mean, right. you've seen like in September these green, bright green and bright yes. chips, and you're like, okay. I mean, uh, they don't even tell you what is in there. I have yeah. bought tortillas that are bright green just to see the 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 ingredients. It's just they don't tell you. It's not required by law. Right. It's not required by law to make something that is called tortilla that is not actually tortilla. We are working on that. If you're making maseca, that is not a tortilla. A tortilla needs to be nixtamalized. For 12 hours, it needs to be made with heirloom corn and it needs to be stone ground. Talk with so much passion. Talk about passion a lot on this podcast. And it's Hispanic Heritage Month. What does it mean to you and why are you trying so hard to preserve these traditional Mexican ways of doing tortillas. That's part of who we are. That's part of why we're here. In, in, in allowing that to get lost, it, it will damage us great in a, in a greater extent than we can even imagine. So also, um, since I have two kids, and for me, when, when I had my first uh, kid five years ago, it was all about giving them the best and I knew that I, sometimes I got good tortillas when I went back to Mexico, but I stopped eating, eating them here. And I thought, you know what? We really need to think that everything we eat is also making us sick. I mean, yeah. in, in the long run, it is what is, um, we are what we eat and, and finding the roots of, of where our food comes from. Like I know who is um, growing corn. I know the farmers. That is, that is something that, you know, it's very tough to do for everything that we're eating. But if one thing that we're doing, if we're doing it right, and we're, con, you know, we're able to, to keep those traditions and culinary traditions alive, then, then that's all I want. It's just to keep it alive and be the voice for all those women that are, you know, one day they will die and they will take everything with them. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, Preservation of traditions in the modern world. So you got to recently provide the tortillas for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yay! 
yeah, that was super amazing. That we was just talked it. to Chef Gary, and like, yes. I mean, what was that like for you? You know what? It was. It was. First of all, it was life changing because I did something that I was not sure. I thought, hi, this guy's too cool. He's not even gonna <laughs> reply. You know, it was literally one of those like, I'm just gonna try, and then I. I send a message and I walk away and I hear that I'm like, no way. <laughs> so she's like, yep, come on over. And so I went there and he has this amazing team. Incredible. Yes. It blew my mind to see all these hot chefs there. And I walk in there <laughs> with my mask and my tortillas and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, keep it cool. Keep it cool. These are all guys. And oh, I'm just like, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> I'm already there, you know? And I have them just like flies coming to me and listening to every single word I was saying. And he was just like, I literally didn't sleep for two days after that. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was life changing. And, and they're so cool. Like, I feel like we're family now after that. They have, uh, they have accepted me so well and they are so eager to know every single detail and they ask the rest, the right questions as well. Cause you know, they're chefs and, yeah. and then it just feels like I'm in the right place right now. And yes, the Raiders, they have been eating uh, the tortillas and that's why they won. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are it's because of Chef Mark. Right? It was she's, res- she's responsible for like making these, these, Athletes yeah. and warriors. Right. They had extra protein, <laughs> niacin, calcium. Yes, antioxidants. We're we're and leading yeah. the the pack in like athlete nutrition now. So yeah. that leads into yeah. one more question that we got to ask you, which is, what's your dream for Masazul? What's your dream for this small business? Well, um, honestly, I really, really want to to be the distribution center for now for restaurants and for yes. um, at home. You know, yes. You hear that chefs and restaurateurs? Yes. We, we want to be the artisanal tortilla company that gives you the real deal, at least in Vegas for now and change the way Las Vegas is eating their tortillas. Let's just one step at a time. I mean, the Raiders were amazing. And then uh, we had the tortillas in the opening um, ceremony and for the VIPs, it was like, no pressure at all, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, Vamanos. Right? <laughs> Just little by little, day by day, you know, we one tortilla at a time. Louie, I have a feeling this is going to be a super awesome show and tell because we've got tortillas of all colors coming up. Show us what you got, Chef Mariana. Okay. First, um, let me show you the corn. And okay. I'm going to put it in a little white container. I'm going to show you my very, very, very favorite one, which is um, pink corn flum flex gala. Can you guys Whoa. see it? Yes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me have that. Let, make it rain. Make it rain, yeah. make it rain. So this makes beautiful tortillas that look like these. And these are packaged, but I'm going to open it. Um, so you can Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to open it. Yeah, just show it. That's beautiful. Can, yeah. Yeah, right. So, so it's kind of like a purple brown like it's like a mauve. Mauve. Yeah. Mauve. Mauve between pink and purple. And uh this special corn from Black Scala makes them very very soft. Ooh. You can see it's like a little bit long compared to my next favorite which is the Oaxacan bolita. This is yellow. 
Okay, okay. well, that's that's okay. extremely yellow. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's super amarillo. It is super. And so when you eat this corn, uh, it gives you butternut squash tones. Oh. And I was going to say. Delicious, it's delicious. Um, and then, oh, sorry, we make these those color tortillas. Beautiful. With the dough, you can fry it and it. You can puff this way. Mm. Whoa! We make a little hole, and then and you, you feel, feel it. Like yummy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty, pretty good. And the best seller, it's blue corn, because it's a little thing. Um, I think it's more known. Yes. And we have, I have two different ones, but I have this one right now here. Oh. This is also from Oaxaca, and it gives. So what you, makes it blue? Um, it is what makes blueberries blue. That is the same component that makes blue corn blue. Beautiful. Wow. Yep. Azul. Those, uh, anti-signing. It's masa azul, Louis. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Masa, it's corn, uh, dough. And <laughs> azul, yeah, we put it together. Mm. So we have our blue uh, tortillas Beautiful. Here. And I happen to have a little bit of blue masa from a presentation I did yesterday. And um, here is our... Beautiful. Blue masa, you can see how pliable. It's like literally your perfect uh, consistency would be like Play-Doh. Yeah, I was going to say that's edible yeah. Play-Doh. Yeah, yeah. and that's you can so flavor amazing. this masa as you wish. You can add uh, traditionally we don't add salt, but I do here because it's a flavor that also yeah. Americans like. It's salty, and so we add, I, I add a little bit so after it's done. Um, you can add. Peppers, spices, cardamom, I mean, whatever you can think of. And you can make. Louis, think about the plating for this. Like, as a chef, you have mauve tortillas, you have a true blue tortilla. You've got that beautiful yellow that's different than what we're used to seeing the yellow corn tortillas. I mean, just think about the possibilities, Louis. And when you mix them all together, also, yes, you got a rainbow. You get a rainbow, um, beautiful. Like our mind's going like this right now. Yeah. Fireworks. Yes. The face is like somebody. We're going crazy. Like mind is I going know. like a no yeah. yeah. I feel sometimes it's hard to contain. You just want to like do all of these stuff. It's so exciting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to move on to on the fly. Yeah. We get your timer ready. Okay. What this is, Chef Mara, is 60 seconds rapid fire questions. Cool. You're in fuego coming up. Okay. So you got to say the like- first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Louis, go ahead. And go. Postre favorito. Arroz con leche. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Be invisible. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Christmas. Dream place to travel and eat? Always on the beach. Um, but recently, I just want to go to Italy. Yes. Childhood food craving? Uh, my grandma's quesadillas. Your tortilla making music? Oh, Los Angeles Azules, cumbia. Ah. Oh, I can just, see, I want to see that. I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> that's why it's like happy tortillas. <laughs> Favorite Mexican salsa? Uh, green char tomatillo. Delicious. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep going because this is interesting. What have you not done that you really want to do? I want to do scuba diving and I, I want to see the whole thing, but I'm so scared of sharks. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Even if you were in a cage, right? Yeah. 
yeah, the just, movie Jaws like fucked me up for life. Sorry. I mean, seriously, I can't. Like, I I go until I cannot see my feet, and then I go back. Me too. It's Jaws. It's Jaws. It got all of us. Me and too. Freaking tiburones. The deep, oh. deep, you know, the coral reefs and the beautiful fish, and it's just. I can't. You got to just do it. You got to do it. I have to just jump and be like. YOLO. You only live once, my friend. (laughs) No. Um, Tradition you want to pass down to the Ninos. Definitely the love for food, for real food. Okay, Louis, you get the loaded question right here. The last one. Your favorite tortilla and how do you eat it? My favorite tortilla. Yeah. (laughs) It's a pink Sokoyul corn from Tlaxcala, which is the softest tortilla, and I just want it with a sprinkle of salt, rolled and warm from the kamal. That's it. Oh, it gave me chills. Head. It gave me chills. <laughs> okay. I can see this tortilla like flapping gently. Yes, yeah. like uno mas ves. This podcast is full of Spanglish because that's what I love. <laughs> uh, you're gonna sell it for mas azul. What's the word on the street? What do people need to know? Tell us. Masasul will be your artisanal tortillas that are hand-pressed, made with love, with beautiful Harlem core from all around Mexico. And they're delicious, they're healthy, and something you just have to have in your fridge. Mar, muchas gracias. Uh-huh. We are so grateful for your vision Thank and you. how you're preserving this important tradition, not only for Mexican tradition, but also for all of us in America. Yes. Mexicans make our country better. Both are amazing. And thank you for your time and for considering me. It's an honor. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs, that's with a number two, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.